listening to Nathan Ever. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Doonstief Audio Fiction Magazine's second worst marathon ever. Got it right this time. I'm Big Anklevich. I'm Rish Outfield. Hello! Welcome to our show! What was that character you did on the story? What was... Oh, there, there's something that you said in Richard Simmons. Oh, course. right, yeah. It? it was straight Richard Simmons. What was his name, Bruce? No, it couldn't have been Bruce. <laughs> doesn't that just matter what, seems obvious. Doesn't matter what the character's <laughs> name was, there was this thing that you said that was like, you know, like, Peaches! Yeah, I, I wanted to say Peaches, too. But I don't think that was it. No, it wasn't. But it was like some scrumptious some uh, strawberry. Yeah. That was like his name for her. Or yeah. Something. That story was called Boxed. <laughs> and it was by Will McIntosh. Wait, Will McIntosh wrote something that I really liked. Yeah. That we did on the show. We, right? He did more than that. What, wait. That's the only one we've done on the show. What but did Will McIntosh do that I was just like, oh, that's like butter? Did he do the one with the balls, the the orbs, the colored? He did midnight blue. Was midnight that midnight blue? Yes, and also he did Bridesickle. Bridesickle was fudging great, dude. But if I ever wrote anything as good as Midnight Blue, you guys would pay me to listen to this podcast, dude. That holy spank, that was good. <laughs> No, really, I gotta make sure it really was Will McIntosh <laughs> Midnight Blue. Okay, you've <laughs> told me in the past. Further, but I'm pretty sure. What it was. was it he said? Your your character is like. Mm-hmm-hmm. He's like he wanted to grab your pineapple. And just like wow, that is not cool. Yeah, I wish I could remember what it was that the character said in that. But it's been too long. It'll come to you while you're like mowing the lawn or beating your wife or something, <laughs> and just you'll be like, "Oh, scrumptious poisonberry banana pudding." It was just—it was something that pastel-colored candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Tooth decay-inspiring. But um, we're probably not here to talk about that. Although, you know, if, if we ever had to do another marathon, like a third worst marathon ever, <laughs> it would be fun if we did like 13 episodes where we just talk about like our favorite episodes of our own show. Of our own done. show. Don't you think that would that be fun? That could be fun. We'd have to go back and listen to them again before we did it. And that uh, would require actual work. So we'll probably uh, never do that. Uh, no, I take that back. That wouldn't require actual work. It would just require actual time. Well, there was listening to a story. I don't think it'd be counted as work. No, no, you just was. sit there and listen. Although the way that you and I would listen, we would pour over every little mistake or every. Oh <laughs> gosh, you could hear. <laughs> Suppose the that's true. audio quality change with that character. Oh yeah, and that boxed would be work. Was, yeah, boxed was really bad because I way blew out the. the I don't know what I had oh, done. Oh, you were, what do you call but that? I was word? so overmodulated on that word. Oh, I was pegging, pegging. the entire time. <laughs> and I destroyed it. But, but uh, so there was somebody, and this was like two years ago, who did like a top 10 all time Dune Steve episodes. Do you remember that? Yeah. He was a guy, and he li- would listen to a lot of podcasts, and so he did top 10 Drabblecast episodes, top 10 Escape Pod episodes, top 10. Well, t- 
top three Clone Pod episodes. I think his name is David Steffen, if I remember right. Oh, okay. Well, God bless David Steffen. But I, it's funny. He did a list that had, you know, his fan favorite. And then I think later he did like a... Updated An list. updated list because there, there we had ran a couple of st- more stories that he's just like, oh, that's great. Um, but I was, I, I was really impressed by, well, one of the stories that was on his list. But I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I was like, wow. This, I looked over the list and, and I wish that we had done like a That Gets My Goat About It where we just talked about the list. Although that's problematic where I'd be like, well, I disagree with number six. That wasn't a very good story. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. Well, you don't have but, to say that, but you could say, okay, well, here's his. My top ten list would be this. There is a forum, a, a thread on the forum where somebody did that. I, th- I want to say it was Bria. I was going to say Bria. Who lists, only I was going to say Bria. Oh, okay. She listened through <laughs> all the stories. Like she, she finally made her way through all of the episodes. And then she went through and made her top ten list and then invited other people to do their own. And several people did, I think. But you and I would never have dared to make ours, would we have? I mean, I didn't even consider doing it. Uh, I don't know if we did it. Because, A, I guess it would seem self-serving. But for me, it's not just the story, you know, but like the whole episode. And, yeah, I don't go back and listen to old Dune Steve episodes. But there are still three or four that are just immediately jump to mind as favorites. And part of it is, you know, our discussion afterward and that sort of thing. It's not just the story. Uh-huh. But it might count as the story since the story inspired the discussion. I don't know. Anyway, what we're actually here for is Pixar rules. These little side tangents that we get off on before we even start the the whole podcast, those are the things that make this the second worst marathon ever, where we have to at least stick to the subject. Okay. It might be less of a a disaster, but, you know, it's us, so it's not going to happen. But we have now made it to rule number 19, and this rule is Rish Outfield's favorite rule of all. See if you can just guess it. Go. Okay, sorry, to go back, deliciousness was part of it. <laughs> deliciousness. Hello, deliciousness. It was like, dearest, delicious, di- divine, delicious. Uh, what, am I wrong? Am I, I'm, I I'm getting close, have, though, right? I think it may have just been deliciousness. That's, uh, I think, what he called her. My favorite rule? Yes, this is your favorite rule. You've you... got to remember, it's been six months since I read this I list. know, but just think, okay. There was one that the I was, rule that stood out to you. The one the whole where reason you said, we're doing this. Okay, there's these rules, and one of them was like this. Okay, and you said, "Pow." Okay, there was one where it said that we love our characters not for their successes, but for their failures. No, is that not right, or is this one we've already? That's done? one we've already done. I think. Okay, fuck. It's about obstacles or something like that. It's about. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Coincidence. Coincidence. There you go. Okay. A a coincidence that gets your characters out of trouble. Wait, you got to say in trouble first. No. Coincidences that get your characters in trouble are great. Coincidences that get them out of trouble are cheating. Cheating. Interesting. 
Yeah, see, I had remembered it backwards. I, I, I was remembering coincidences that get your characters out of trouble are bad. Coincidences that get your characters into trouble are good. That's how I had remembered it. But that's the whole reason I wanted to do these 108 episode marathon is <laughs> so we can talk about that one. I just, oh gosh, I love that rule. And I mean, I, I don't know that it affects my writing at all, but it certainly affects my enjoyment of watching something because, you know, a lot of people are hoity toity and have read a book from back to front. Um, I guess that's a manga that you'd read back to front or something in <laughs> Arabic. We'll use the phrase Deus ex machina. And it's one of those things like literally that's used over and over and over and over again until it has no meaning. Um, but I think that's probably what they're talking about with this rule as well. Is the, the invented easy way of getting out of a problem is cheating. Yeah, the, I, this, I don't know that this works, but thinking of a Pixar example of it, I think of the first Toy Story where... The moving van has driven away, and they're like, oh, crap, we're stuck here forever. And then they think, hey, wait, I've got a rocket on my back. And Woody says, and I got a match here in my holster. And he strikes the match, and then a car goes by, vroom, and the match goes out. And he goes, no, 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 no. Because that's, I, I would assume, having a match right there to light your rocket with is a bad coincidence. It's a gets-them-out-of-trouble coincidence. And so they had to... uh, Of course, in this case, they went with it and then rubbed it in your face. (laughs) Said, yes, look at this coincidence. Ha! Didn't get it. Fooled you. But yeah, I'm trying to think of other coincidences that are... I don't know. I mean, that's one thing that people can really complain about when they watch a movie. It's like, oh, this just happened to happen for them one-in-a-million shot. And yeah, it can certainly be done badly. But uh, yeah, I, I, I read a book, and I know I complained to you about it, and I may have actually complained on the show about it. Hopefully I didn't complain in this marathon, but it's been so long, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, there was a guy, and he had to get somewhere immediately, and he's like, oh, shoot, what do I do? I gotta get there. I mean, it's it's a matter of life or death. And he, he's on the sidewalk, he's hoofing it, I think his car had run out of gas or something like that, and he's walking, and right in front of him, a rich woman pulls up in front of a convenience store, gets out, and goes in, leaving her engine running. And so he just jumps in the car and drives away, and I was like, oh, bull crap, man! Oh, it really, really pissed me off! It was not just easy, it was... No way easy. You know what I mean? The kind of thing is like, that would never, ever, ever happen. Wow, come on. You know, maybe in a Kirk Cameron film, something like that would happen. Although I really doubt that the Lord would hope that you steal a car. But it's just, oh, oh, it was really, it made me disrespect the writer for doing that. Yeah, that's the uh, the opposite version, I guess, of the coincidence, the, the match coincidence. Well, no, no, but they, they, that's the Whereas, cheating thing yeah, that they're talking that's about. that's what I'm saying. A coincidence, the coincidence that gets the... was a good version of it, whereas the here's a car to have because you need one coincidence, which is definitely cheating. Can you think of a Pixar example, another one of a coincidence where things went badly? I can't think of any Pixar movies but Brave right now, and I don't <laughs> remember Brave. 
Okay, let me think of a, a, a here's a, here's one that might count. In Toy Story 2, the mother while Andy's away at cowboy camp has decided to have a yard sale. And Woody happens to be out rescuing Wheezy, a toy which we've never even heard of until now, from the yard sale at the exact same time that a collector of rare Sheriff Woody dolls happens to be going through this garage sale. And uh, his string gets pulled and he says, there's a snake in my boot. And the guy hears and goes, oh, that's what I've been looking for. Uh, and then he's stolen and taken away from, and that causes a great deal of trouble. Most of the movie is because of that happening. Yeah. But that is a terrible coincidence. You know what I mean? It could be any number of people that come by when, the, oh, there's a snake in my boots happens. But it had to be the worst possible person. You know what I mean? Right. And not only was he just a rare Sheriff Woody collector, he was a complete douchebag of a rare Sheriff Woody collector. He was just the the biggest piece of work. So you knew he's the kind of guy who would steal him. Despite everything that his mother did to try and keep that from happening. Well, I'm okay. I Marlon can't find where his son is and the ocean is a vast thing filled with I, I, they, I believe they gave us an exact number of fish in the damned ocean and a whale comes and he's with someone who just happens to be able to speak whale but she's forgotten that she can speak whale I mean the coincidence in there is just like yeah he's with somebody who actually can speak to this whale but the asterisk is that she doesn't know she could. She's forgotten that she can speak it, and so I mean, there, there you go. You get that good coincidence, but it's turned on its side in the same way. I happen to have this match, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of a fun thing. The the idea of having the coincidence happen that should make everything perfect. It'd be like that guy finding the you know the rich woman pulls into the convenience store, leaves her car out there running, and he jumps in backs out and then it runs out of gas or something it stalls out on him right as he's gotten into it and starts backing out and then he's like oh crap in that case cool that makes for a great little coincidence he's like oh perfect <gasps> jumps in and oh not perfect yeah i mean a lot of times a coincidence is just several dominoes happening to fall in a certain way and I think it is wonderful storytelling when you have those dominoes falling and then the very last one <laughs> falls the wrong way or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like all we needed to trigger this whole thing and one doesn't work. You know, it just that's yeah. the sort of thing like where you set something up and you set up the expectations of the viewer and you feel like you're leading them in, or they feel like they're being led in one way. And then you take a, a sudden right that kind of stuff is really cool. Yeah, I think of like we went and saw that movie The Martian not too long ago together. And there was some stuff that was like that, you know, where they're like, oh, Donald Glover, the brilliant guy, comes up with this great plan of how they can get right there past Mars, use the slingshot off of the Earth gravity, do all this stuff. And then when they get there to them, they're like, you know, they're like one kilometer too far away to reach him. 
all of that and then the one domino is just like no i fell the wrong way and so the the rest of the domino train <laughs> is not going to keep going that seems like a, a good tool to use in writing and of course you've got to throw obstacles up at your uh, your characters so when a character has a problem and then they solve the problem that's a short story well, and I think we talked about Sirius Black in the third Harry Potter book the other day. And that's one of those, too, where it's like, you know what? Here's a guy who loves you and he has his own house and he's also a wizard and he knew your dad and he wants to. Be, he is your godfather and he can take you away from the Dursleys. It's just like all these doors are about to open to make your life better, except for the the last domino doesn't fall and nobody ever believes that he's not a murderer and he has to continue hiding. And it's like, no, sorry, Harry, you don't go get to go live with him. I don't know how much we talked about that in the episode last time we got together, but it is one of those where you're setting up expectations in the audience for a happy ending or for an easy fix. And then it doesn't happen. It's cruel. It's a Joss Whedon-y thing to do. You know, the, the man and the woman finally realize that they love one another and it's the same day that, of course, they are separated forever by death or damnation or whatever it happens to or be. Or a giant obelisk that eats the woman. Yes, that does happen. Or a, uh, <laughs> Since a, we're talking a reaver Eden. spear or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something it's just, like that. I, I think that's something that he excels at. I would not be surprised if he was the guy that says, and then a car drives by and it blows the match out. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, Joss, you asshole. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Uh, yes, the, the, this this was my favorite just because it was there were so many applications, so many ways of using it and, and thinking, you know, is, you and I have all, we, you and I have all, can can two people be all? Yeah. Both all is the word I'm looking people. for. Uh, we've both written some stuff like that where you, you could expand it by making... Instead of going from A to B, you have to go from A to B to C to D to get where you're going just because things get worse and worse and worse. And you know, there's a left turn and you're just getting farther and farther from where you want to be. I just I, I really, really like this rule and it just makes me want to consciously follow it. I guess it's kind of a cruel rule, but the stories that most affect you are the ones where it's like something bad happens to somebody that you like and you just so want them to succeed. You want them just to catch a break. Come on, guys, just once. Then they do. But, you know, they earn it. Yesterday's episode, you were talking about Ender's Game and just, yeah, the stuff that that kid goes through. And it's hard because now that there's a movie, I see... Asia Butterfield or whatever his name is. I see like a 15-year-old kid as Ender Wigan now. But the first three times I read that book, it was a little, little kid, you know, in my mind or whatever. And, and just the stuff that he has to carry on his shoulders, no like seven, eight-year-old kid should have to carry. And, and Card doesn't let up. He, he, he just, he throws more things at him. I mean, it's, it's the design of that book is the people are testing Ender and they just throw more and more at him. Let's see what, if we can break him. Let's see what we can do to break this kid. And that uh, that just makes me more invested in him, makes me love him more, makes me, makes me want to see him succeed all the more. 
Yeah. Do you see Asia Butterfield when you read Ender's Game? Uh, no. I only saw the movie one time. Maybe two. I think I may have seen it once because my son wanted to see it and he didn't see it in the theaters. And so I think we rented it once. But yeah, I know I don't. I When that movie came out, I was kind of upset as to how it made it feel like the whole thing happened in a day. <laughs> um, it did. Yeah, I don't But how how do you not do that? Unless you say, okay, we're going to film this over three years. Yeah. Or we're going to have two different actors. A, or, unless they pulled a boyhood and like filmed this over many years with all these kids. Uh, they could, I guess, have changed like their hairstyle and hair length and things like that. But movies almost never do stuff like that. Yeah, I just... I think part of it, too, was just that they had to dump a bunch of stuff out. They had to not do this and had to not do that. And once... When I saw that movie, I realized, you know what? This is one of those stories. Despite how short the book is, because it's really short. It's only like 250 pages. But despite that, it's one of those books that needed to be, you know, the 10-part miniseries, or the 10-part series, series, whatever. On HBO. On Yeah, it needed to be one of those. It needed to be something that took its time and went slower. I mean, it was supposed to be his whole childhood. He was supposed to start out as being like five years old or so, maybe a little bit older, maybe six or seven, because he wasn't school at the beginning. But yeah, I mean, right. But he was also a genius, so he could have been going to school at three. Yeah, he's supposed to be really young, and when it finishes, he's maybe thirteen. So you know, you may have the space of eight years, something like that. And yeah, it just didn't do that, and I didn't feel that, and. It, it makes me sad because, like I said yesterday, it's one of my favorite books ever. And so... It's not a bad adaptation. It's just... Yeah. It doesn't capture the magic of that book. Yeah. I'm sorry, are we still talking about the Pixar rule? The cool, no, not uh, anymore. We, I mean, we were, but we aren't anymore, obviously. Okay, yeah, We're talking sorry. about Ender's Game because you wanted to know if I saw... A, a, is, is it a, is, isn't it just A-S-A? Is it Asa Butterfield? Yeah, I think. You were saying Asia, but I think it's just Asa or... Okay, but one is a word Asa. and one is not. Well, depends on what language you're talking about. Okay, what well, in Portuguese, <laughs> what does ASA mean? Wing. Oh. Okay. So, there you go. <laughs> and you would say Asa, which is weird because it's ASA. I think we've probably said enough about coincidences and... Uh, Set our piece for this story. We've only got three more rules left. I would like people to comment on this. I, I mean, I know, but nobody is listening. But you'll listen after when it no longer helps you. You'll come crawling back. You'll listen, but it'll be too late. Um, but I, if, if there were someone listening, I would like to hear them comment. I I'd like to see comments about coincidences about the good coincidences and bad ones yeah Um, ones that that you can think of for movies and books and and stories where okay here's here's one c-3po hears an r2 unit when they first get to cloud city and he goes that sounds like an r2 unit i wonder if hello and he goes and he opens a door and there's a bunch of fudge and stormtroopers right there the empire has just arrived 
I don't know if Vader is already there or they're waiting for Lord Vader or whatever, but it's a trap for all of our guys. And 3PO stumbles upon it right at the very beginning when you could get out of there, when you could, you know what I mean? I it's do. It's just like right there. They, they've been at Cloud City for seven or eight minutes and 3PO discovers the Empire is there. And so, you know, it's just like, uh, that's one of those terrible, that's one of those super cheaty coincidences except the stormtroopers blow 3PO away and he's not able to warn our guys. It's not until days later? I, it, certainly a long stretch of time has passed. It's not until after the is able sprung, to right? say, stormtroopers, we're in danger. I must warn the others. And he's like, oh no, I've been shot. <laughs> it's just like after they've all been tortured, after they're all locked away. After they had the world's most uncomfortable meal with Darth Vader. Your Highness, tell Captain Solo about the time I tortured you with a big black droid. I'd rather not. With needles sticking out of it. Mr. Fett here has not heard the story. Tell us. Come on. Have they done that as one of those robot chicken It, it feels like a robot chicken have. thing, and I, I, I hope I wasn't ripping off haven't. robot chicken, but I just, uh, yeah, that... He's like, you would think Princess Leia and Darth Vader probably had lots of stories to tell. I mean, when she first sees him on the Death Star, she's like, Governor Tarkin, I should have expected to find you here holding Vader's leash. She says, Darth Vader, only you could be so bold. The Imperial Senate will not sit still for this. When they hear you've attacked a diplomat... Don't act so surprised, Your Highness. You weren't on any mercy mission this time. They do. They have a history together. Yeah. And so they would have some stories to tell. He could he could go beyond just the torturing with the big black droid. <laughs> I know, but I just... I like the idea of Vader being amused by telling this story. It's like he wants to impress Boba Fett. And he's like, You're a nasty little man, Boba Fett. Here's something that I did to this woman. We were on the Death Star. <laughs> As Darth Vader just sits there breathing, not <laughs> eating anything because he can't, because he doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine his lungs are all like burnt and crispy and non functional and stuff. And he is more yeah. machine than man now. Yeah, I don't know if he can eat. He might have to eat like liquid diet and all that. Yeah, he's eating at the time when they suction his helmet back onto his head in part two, though, right? I, I don't think we not know Not very many doing. people can stand this. Was that him, or maybe that was a G.I. Joe episode that had That's Cobra probably Commander doing that. Another robot chicken. <laughs> not many people can stand the sight of me having a meal. It's probably Cobra Commander! <laughs> Okay, well, I, I, I imagine we've driven off all of our listeners, but yeah, how did we get on this? Oh, just the, the coincidence of C-3PO. Just, he takes a wrong turn right there when they first come. Because, I mean, we don't really know what... Lando is stalling, I guess, until Vader gets there or something. That, that's my guess. And Lando is instructed to act like everything is fine. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if Vader is already there, or there's a shitload of stormtroopers already there, then there's no point in pretending that everything is all right. And we're going to fix up your Falcon and show you around. I'm going to give you a tour. I'm going to kiss your lady's hand. 
So, yeah, if 3PO had somehow been able to tell them, and for once, Han and Leia had listened to what 3PO had said, (laughs) it all would have gone very, very differently. But when 3PO went to tell him, Han would have just said, Shut him up or shut him down! (laughs) It can wait. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I've been Big Anklevich, but no longer am. That's right. You've lost a great deal of weight. No, I have not. I've gained gained a great deal of weight. You're looking at the funhouse mirror backwards. Ah, but in my mirror, it looks like I'm Rish Outfield. Ah. Can we switch? I, I hate this mirror. <laughs> but uh, this has been the second worst marathon ever, and if you enjoyed it, you're in a very small minority. But please let us know. And yeah, leave a comment about a coincidence. Yes, do that. But we will come back another time. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. That Gets My Goat is produced under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. Doesn't have to be, but it is. Podcasters? Oh my, I must warn the others.